National Association of Colleges and Employers has outlined eight different career readiness competencies. Last time, we talked about self and career development. Um, today, we'll talk about communication, so understanding the importance of being able to demonstrate skills like written, verbal, nonverbal, or body language, and all the way to listening, persuasion, and influencing skills. Welcome back to Project Life Design. Project Life Design, a podcast about following your curiosity, trying things, talking to people, and developing a community for your best life. We are Adri Clark and Justin Sunata from Service Learning and Career Development at Western Oregon University in beautiful Mammoth, Oregon. Communication. Yes. I, I, you know, I talk to students a lot about this particular competency because almost Every job listing um, has that as a number one skill. And mm-hmm. employers tell us that this is the number one skill they look for right. in recent graduates. Huge. It's huge. Giant. And so everybody's, everybody says they have great communication skills. And mm-hmm. so our, our job sometimes with students is like, to unwrap, unpack that, uh-huh. <laughs> because if some if you say, "Hey, tell me about your communication skills," and they go, um, "I, I, I like talking to people," <laughs> like you know, it's so hard to say what is it exactly. Like, what are my communication skills? Mm-hmm. And what you know, what types of communication skills do you have? Yeah, right. Because some people are really good at talking. Yes, they talk good. They talk good. Yeah. <laughs> they have a, what do they say, a gift for gab. Yeah, yep. I've heard that before. Not that that compliment's been made to me, but no. um, I've told other people that before. Like, salespeople have that uh, a lot of times. Yeah, and it's wonderful to listen to somebody who's who often say, oh, you're so articulate. Like, you can mm-hmm. really articulate things in a way that's just uh, compelling and, you know, mm-hmm. organized, and they have just a wonderful vocabulary And I think we all love that. That's a great skill. It is. It's very socially acceptable, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so much more to it. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to communication and why every employer wants everybody in their company to have good communication skills. Right. Because as we talked about last time, that's really what these, these NACE or National Association of College and Employers competencies are is they're you know they're a set of skills or competencies that are the most attractive to or the most desired by employers based on the research that they've done right yeah exactly so um so why is it so important to have good communication skills gosh where to start um where to start i think i mean well everything starts with community like some form of communication right and as we kind of you know we mentioned and it talks about in the article you know there's there's so many like there's written there's verbal and nonverbal and all these things like you know you could 
you pose the question like, what's the most important? And I think it depends, right? It depends on the job. It depends on the interaction or the relationship you have with that person or what you're, you know, currently partake, partaking in, yep. um, you know, cause in an interview per se, yep. obviously written skills maybe aren't going to be <laughs> applicable, oh, but maybe that's what got you the interview. Right. Right. So there's different forms and different stages, especially in that job search process. Oh, yeah. I mean, whether you're shaking hands with somebody at a job fair or, yeah. you know, that interaction, that first time you meet them and you look them in the eye and you have yep. your shoulders back and your Good body language. Yep, exactly. Uh, the nonverbal communication, communication, as we say. That's right. um, but then, yeah, you're, you're shaking their hand, you're talking to them. And then what do they do? They ask yeah. you for your resume. Yeah. And then they're wanting to see how do you communicate in written form? Yes. So I don't know. It's. I, I can't even remember your question already. No, but, you know, the way I think about it sometimes is, have you ever worked with a person who has had really good communication skills and just things flowed? You They gave you all the information you needed. They um, ver- had really good uh, way of uh, getting you interested. Uh, you could trust them to talk about the organization or your your department outside. You just felt really confident in this person's mm-hmm. information and everything. And then, you know, it's, it's easy to take it for granted. But when you then, for some reason, work with a person who uh, doesn't communicate very well, right. it's, 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 it's so hard to work with mm-hmm. that type of... Uh, person but you know i think just like everything else learning good communication skills is you know it's not easy but it's very possible Mm -hmm. i know we sometimes in our office we hire somebody you know they're right out of high school they are working in our office and they're there to talk to students train them on writing resumes and all that and and uh we see the enormous growth that happens from that that first week, even till the end of that year. And it's, it's remarkable. Right. And I think a lot of times it comes, you know, it kind of comes that development piece comes back to what we talked about before, as far as trying things, right? Because, you know, students, I think, you know, I was talking to Sandra who works in our office and Mm -hmm. has been with us now for how many years? I mean, she's been here longer than I have. Almost four years. (laughs) But she's, but she's an amazing communicator. Yeah. And, and it was so fascinating because I just had a meeting with her and I've just started working here this year. But, um, you know, so I only know Sandra as a really effective communicator and very confident. But she talked about how when she first came into the office, she wasn't very you know, confident in herself and her communication skills. She was more reserved, like more quiet and not as outgoing. And she shared and I asked her, you know, how why do you think that's changed or how do you think that's changed? Like what? And she said, you know, the job, like just having to be in a position um, where she was really like forced to get a little bit out of her comfort zone and talk to organizations and put together professional emails. And then you start to see this correspondence and then you start to see yourself as, oh, I can communicate professionally and I can talk to these people who run organizations and be on that kind of same level as they are. Um, but she said, you know, she did express that it took practice and it took time. And, you know, it's not something that happens overnight. But Yeah. Yeah, I was talking with um, 
another student in our office yesterday, Brooke, mm-hmm. two Brooks. <laughs> and, uh, Which Brooke? <laughs> and she, that was her experience too. She said, I've, I know how to use professional communication skills. Yeah. And, and oftentimes students, equ- you know, equate that with writing a good email and being able to right. write an email to like grownups and, mm-hmm. and people who are maybe more, you know, they think of as more professional or kind of higher up or um, just somebody that they would have been intimidated by before. Mm-hmm. But they have that confidence that I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's very learnable. But yeah. yeah. So that's really, that's really cool. Um, uh, if, if people are feeling like maybe they're not ready for like a professional or office job or something, just give it a try. Like there's, right. uh, we're so willing usually to help and just give you, give you some gentle feedback and, mm-hmm. and teach you kind of how to do that. Let's unpack a little bit what this communication I think is. we should. What does NACE mean? Like what are some sample behaviors? Like they, they're so good about putting that together and that, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and so it kind of briefly just summarizes what we're talking about. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, I'll take the first one. Yeah, it says, it. understand the importance of and demonstrate verbal, written, and nonverbal body language and abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. I talk to students a lot about, like, especially the interview, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, everyone's worst nightmare. There's there's the verbal, and everybody worries so much about, am I, do I have the right words? Do mm-hmm. I say the exact right words? Do I say everything they want me to say? And um, and it's so much more than that, because it's, it's yeah. your tone of voice, it's mm-hmm. your body language, because if you say that you're a super friendly person, but your arms are folded, and you have like a scowl on your face. <laughs> and you're not smiling. Like, yeah. I'm not really getting that, like... The incongruent <laughs> mm-hmm. message, you know, and so I don't know what to believe. They may, they may be right. They're just not communicating it like holistically to me. Yeah. So they say, "What? What's the expression? It's not what you say, but it's how you say it." Yeah, I think it's totally true. Yeah. Now there are people who listen more to the words, and other people yeah. who listen more in between the words, mm-hmm. and the whole sort of message and body language. And uh, so we're all different, even how we even respond to communication. Mm-hmm. But um, it's really important to remember, you know, you can kind of control the the hands. If you're conscious, like hold your hands right. like on your lap or something because mm-hmm. you have that control. Um, but yeah, it's really important to think about that. So have you ever heard the expression of, uh, you know, people don't remember what you told them. They remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I think it's kind of, you know, it it, it go like it's a total package as you're yeah. kind of alluding to. Like it's not just what you say. It's not just your body language. It's how does it all work together to yeah. communicate something to somebody. Yeah. And if things aren't in sync, like you said, if you're saying that I'm a friendly person, but you're really your body language is very closed up. Yeah. They're not maybe necessarily going to believe that or maybe they don't feel, you know, if you're saying you're friendly, but they're not they don't feel like they're connecting with you. Yeah. Maybe they don't they may not remember you as a friendly person in the interview. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, totally. But what's the next one? um, I'll go for it. So Mm -hmm. 
employ active listening. This is my favorite bullet point, by the way. Employ active listening, persuasion, and influencing skills. And you have a lot of experience with this. I mean, I maybe I have a lot of experience with listening, being kind of a counselor, but you got this other stuff <laughs> from your other, from your former career, especially. But everybody, everybody listens, persuades, and influences as mm-hmm. much as we don't necessarily think of ourselves. But yeah, tell and me I, a lot. Tell me how you kind of uh, relate to this one. Well, okay, so I want to start by saying, like, I think a lot, like a big misconception. Uh, so you, what you're alluding to is my background as far as sales and business development uh-huh. goes, which, you know, you think of salespeople as like, well, you're trying to influence people. You're trying to get them to buy something or get them to work with you, um, which is true. But a lot of times when we would train salespeople, the biggest thing, like it's so easy to find salespeople that are big talkers and uh-huh. they have that gift for gab. They can talk for days. Um, but really, I think, you know, when you're, when you've got somebody or you're in a meeting and you're trying to, you know, get a client to buy from you or to work with you, it's really the listening skills. And that's why I like that they put this, all these three things together in one bullet point, listening, persuasion, and influencing skills. Because I think that you can't really, I don't think you can influence somebody if you can't listen to them. Because in our experience or in my experience, people aren't good. You can't influence people unless they like you. And people don't, like generally don't like to talk to people that they feel like aren't listening to them. Right. Very good point. A conversation or, you know, when somebody's got a problem that they're trying to communicate to you, if you're just focused on what you're gonna say next and you're not really taking into consideration what they're saying, I don't think you can persuade them. Because they're just not gonna they're not gonna trust you. They're gonna think this guy or this girl is is just in it for themselves. Yeah. They don't care about me. It's kinda like being a good leader too. It you is. Know, if you don't listen to people and you just want to tell them what to do, um, they're not going to really want to be around you and they will probably leave, you know, because people usually when they leave a job, they leave <laughs> their boss. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's because they don't really feel heard and, and that their voice matters. Yep. And um, so it's really, really important to think about all these three together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really, we don't always do that. We don't always think about them going together, but... Um, mm-hmm. Active listening is is really truly listening and kind of empathizing a little bit with what people are s- saying to you. Right. And um, um, yeah, like you say, not just thinking about what you're going to say next, but just be really present. Right. Yeah. And even some like there are tricks, you know, to doing that. like yeah. whether it's you hear something that somebody says and repeating it back to them. Yes. To make sure that they you you understood it accurately yeah, summarization mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i just think it's so it's so powerful to be a good listener and it takes it takes practice i think mm-hmm. especially in in you know going back to the interview subject yeah uh, a big thing or a big you know mistake or something that's really hard i think for people to do in an interview because you're so nervous and because mm-hmm. You're in your head about what am I going to say next? Because it's so focused. Like it is like you're doing most of the talking in an interview. Mm -hmm. I mean, they want to hear from you. But, you know, really, sometimes I think especially in those tougher questions, Mm -hmm. it's easy to misunderstand or not hear the question exactly. Yeah. And so I always, you know, whenever we're doing mock interviews or practice interviews and somebody clearly answers the question and they kind of maybe they touched on it, the answer that you were maybe looking for, but 
it wasn't really, you know, that impactful. A lot of times it's like, if you were to ask them, they maybe didn't understand the question exactly. And so I always tell students like, don't be afraid to take a poem, take a moment or maybe ask them to, can you repeat the question? I just want to make sure that this is, you know, I'm answering it correctly. No one's ever going to say like, how dare you ask me to repeat this question? (laughs) Yeah. But you know, like you said, sort of, there's ways to also help people say more about something because sometimes people don't feel like maybe they don't want to take up a lot of space, especially if people are a little bit more introverted. Mm-hmm. So saying, you know, tell me just a little bit more about that. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, and just give them like lots of space to yeah. talk. Yeah. Uh, it's really important. And that's how we like train our students, for instance, our peer career advisors. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're going over resumes, like they're asking people, so what did you do in that job? And maybe yeah. somebody says something really quick. Well, say so, say a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. You know, really kind of helping people um, peel back the onions. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, very valuable and something that I love to say. You got to peel back the onion. And that's a, that's a shout out to one of my old mentors. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's such good advice, though, because whenever people say something, it's like, is that like what you heard? Is that what they really meant? Yeah. Or were they really saying something else? So asking those questions to probe totally. and figure out, oh, OK, this yeah. is what maybe it was this. And then maybe they say something else that leads you to another question. Mm. So. Yes. But yeah, I think we always whenever I used to train people for sales, I used to tell them, you know, if you're going into a meeting and I think this apply, I think there's so much crossover between sales and interviewing and job hunting and that sort of thing because you're really you're selling yourself in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. to the employer um but i always used to tell salespeople, you know you go into a meeting with a potential customer or maybe a current customer it's always a good like a great sign when the other person is talking more than you are yeah like the less talking you're doing the better you can guess that it's going yeah because that's interesting yeah. yeah so that listening piece really comes into handy and i think in an interview sometimes you do get those interviews right where people are very conversational in the interview and they just sit you down and they just want to talk to you yep and they just want to get to know you and they're going to ask you questions but if it's not that structured like okay i have these 10 questions right i'm going to get your answers and then i'm write them down and then we'll move (laughs) on and sometimes it's hey let's grab coffee Mm. And you're like, sure, I guess it's super casual. I don't have to worry about what I say. It's like, uh-oh. Yep. Now you're not only being like kind of they're listening to your words, but they're listening how you or sh- sh- you know, looking at how you treat other people, how you talk right. to others, um, how you are when you think there's no like pressure or anything. So, yep. all right. So our next one is communicate in a clear and organized manner so that others can effectively understand. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really hard a lot of times. <laughs> it can be very hard. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Um, yeah, that one is kind of self-explanatory. I think I don't know if there's um, a lot, but I think um, even, you know, as we're kind of talking about interviewing, mm-hmm. I mean, there is definitely a, a way to talk about things in an interview that you can prepare like for instance if you're going to have a story Mm, about something use like what we call the star method (laughs) keeps Uh, you organized so it kind of you give the context that's the that's the situation and then you go to um the task which is kind of what was the problem Mm -hmm. 
A is for action and R is for result. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool when people give a complete example. Yeah. And you and especially when they talk about the result because most people don't do that. Yeah. And right. that's really the only thing the employer is interested in. <laughs> right. But it, it has so much more impact, right, when it's organized in that way. Yeah. Because it really paints a picture for the person. Yeah. 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 Think yeah. about what you want to say and, and what your message is and what they you want them to know about you. So you right. can organize yourself. and But in day-to-day, I mean, this one just is, yes, I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think on that note, you know, so a lot of, I guess, again, going back to the interview um, part of this whole, you know, relating it to the interview, a lot of times I think a common mistake is that especially if someone is, or, you know, maybe not, but especially when they really have a gift for talking, yeah. they tend to overshare or they say oh, God, too yeah. much, right? Yeah. And they ask one question and then they just word vomit everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they can't stop. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and sometimes the people who are more sort of introverted they'll pare it down to all the essential words and nothing more. So something in between <laughs> there might be yeah. really, really good. Yep, I agree. The Ruin. next one, let's just see what it says here. All right. Frame communication with respect to diversity of learning styles, mm. varied individual communication abilities, and cultural differences. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is an awesome skill mm-hmm. to have. Um, and I see this a lot with like students who are going into teaching, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, they have to uh, communicate to, to maybe young children, uh, to parents, mm-hmm. to their principal, um, and probably all, all kinds of other people. Um, so that's a really, really powerful ability to mm-hmm. be able to adjust your communication to all kinds of different people. Can I relate uh, another sales-related experience to yes. this? And you can tell me what you think because okay. this is just a thought that I had. So uh, in sales, there's this term called uh, style flexing. Ooh. So the idea is that you talk to different, you know, everyone has a different style of communicating mm-hmm. and whether they're more introverted or maybe they're more, you know, I tell people if you're talking to, like if you're going to interview for an accounting job, yeah, that's, I mean, use number like use those numbers and those <laughs> quantitative uh answers because those are numbers people right they deal with numbers all day long yep. so the more you can talk about you know you managed a budget of this size or you um you had to work you know on this kind of fiscal schedule or whatever it is mm-hmm. um you can speak their language the more impactful that is yeah. um so when i think of you know framing your communication with respect to diversity of learning styles, varied individual communication abilities and cultural differences, maybe a little different, but, you know, implying that there are different ways of communicating. And so understanding that, you know, and having respect for those different styles. I think it's interesting about the cultural differences. You know, you learn a lot about, so I'm I'm from Iceland originally. Mm -hmm. So where I come from, people tend to be pretty direct, like, People talk about like people on the East Coast being direct. Oh, well, sure. we're further to the east. That's uh, oh, that's how much the, more direct. You're the true East Coasters, yeah. <laughs> um, so we tend to just kind of feel very comfortable, um, maybe challenging a little, because in our in my original culture, you know, everything else is so homogenous. So, mm. um, so it's 
it's it's just not that risky there you know you can just kind of say it the way it is and we're okay even disagreeing about things because it's not that threatening no one gets offended mm, not necessarily huh. not as much as here because the 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 breadth of culture here is so much greater and uh people can be really offended you know uh by certain things that right. you know because the they're, the extremes are so much greater too yeah Interesting. And so um, so I've had to kind of maybe tone it back a little or tone it down, I suppose. Mm. Um, but then in other cultures, I used to work with, uh, uh, in Southern California, with a lot of people who were um, from Mexico especially, mm-hmm. um, and had that kind of culture of, uh, first you have to talk a lot about sort of your family and, right. and kind of just be a lot more personal yeah um and uh and then later it's it's just rude to go straight into a topic or a question Mm. like like don't treat me like i'm not a person (laughs) like i have a whole life here um yeah and um and so i mean just being able to adjust to other people a little bit and 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 not think it's oh you know not judge people just Mm. because of the way they share and communicate another really interesting example was um i uh i worked with a student from kenya a few years ago Hmm. and we were doing a mock interview and he went uh, he answered the questions by like these long stories (laughs) uh, before getting to the answer Uh and uh and i had to kind of talk to him a little about you know since he was interviewing in the united states kind of practice, kind of getting to the answer first and then then maybe tell a story. Right, right. And so all of these differences um, are interesting, but you have to also just know that just because somebody has a different style uh, doesn't make them any better or lesser than you. Right, just different. Different, yeah. yeah. And it's wonderful to have have the differences. Right, and that's so cool that we, l- we live in a place where you know, there are like, cause in, you know, the, the United States is pretty diverse culturally. And so, and we are lucky to work in university where we get quite a bit of international students and students that bring different, you know, cultures into university and, and, you know, express their way of communicating, which is really cool. It is. Um, okay. And I actually think learning a different language can really help to understand that that's what There's they different say. Different ways of expressing a similar idea, mm-hmm. but using a different framework or different concepts. And wasn't there a study done that said if you if you know more than one language, you're more likely to be more empathetic? I think I read oh, that somewhere. I think so, yeah, right, because it gives you like a whole different perspective. Right. You're more open. You you understand that. Yeah, there are different ways of saying things, yeah. different ways of interpreting things. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, yeah I know. You maybe it's wouldn't have otherwise. Exciting. Very cool. All right. Next, next one is ask appropriate questions for specific information from supervisors, specialists, and others, mm-hmm. especially for the new graduate <laughs> uh, or intern. Is just learning yeah. and um, and yeah, Gosh, it's that it. fine line between. Being sort of independent and taking yeah. initiative and also realizing that your supervisor is really experienced, has a lot of 
yeah. uh, advice to give and maybe some feedback. Right. And I like, we talked about this before, but, you know, I think it's a lot of this goes back to the supervisor, right? And creating that, you know, environment where asking questions is okay. Yeah. Right? It's totally okay and acceptable. And I always used to tell people whenever I would hire new employees, you know, in my past life, I would tell them, you know, now's the time, like make mistakes, like, yes. <laughs> you know, like mess up, ask questions, yeah. do those things now. Cause the sooner you can ask questions and, you know, learn from whether it's just the question you asked or the experience you had or a mistake you made, the better off you're going to be sooner. Yeah. And this last one is really kind of plays into the same thing, but promptly inform relevant others when needing guidance with assigned tasks. Mm. Yeah, I, I love it when I hire, like, whether it's um, a student employee or just a new person in the office, when they ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. and, um, and find out, like, how, how has this been done in the past? Is there, is there a way that I can do it that's, you know, better fits with the university environment? Mm-hmm. And just being, to me, this is being humble. Mm. I agree. I mean, I was, you know, I was definitely one of those students that did not, like, want to raise my hand in class to ask a question mm. in front of everyone because I was always afraid. I'm like, I don't want to sound dumb. I don't yeah. want people to be thinking, what kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times I didn't. I'm, I'm glad you grew out of that. In hindsight, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I try to, and sometimes when I see that in students, I'm like, I try to encourage them, like, you know, or if I see, you know, sometimes in a class, you can kind of see a look on their face that when they're, they're thinking and yeah. the gears are turning oh, yeah. and they want to ask a question. Um, but yeah, being able to, to inform others, being the, you know, inform relevant others when you need guidance or, you know, yeah. with a going to process. office hours, mm. you know, those are, that's a simple way to practice that a little yeah. bit, just feeling comfortable asking um, and getting the, the help you need. Yeah. Um, that's really, really important. And it's, huge in in the workplace and networking and in all kinds of ways so well we've covered a lot of ground we have again um anything else you think is important for us to say before ending today i know we always love talking and um we love communicating we love communicating (laughs) it written verbal podcast podcasting (laughs) It's a whole nother, a whole nother median, right? It is. Um, yeah, I will say that I think, you know, and I think a lot of people will agree with this, um, that student, you know, message to all the students here at Western or any liberal arts college, but developing your ability to communicate effectively, written, verbal, all of that is, is so powerful. I mean, if you can, you know, if you can take that away from university and be able to, you know, take what you've learned and be able to articulate, as we say, you know, what you've learned or what you've experienced, that is so huge, whether it's in an interview or in the job that you're going to get after you graduate. Um, So just know that that's powerful. Yeah, I, I, one teacher I used to have in my master's program said, um, about writing because he just you get your papers back and they would be covered by comments by him and he said your writing is oftentimes the only way somebody can tell whether you know what you're talking about right and 
if you don't have a good way of um, communicating that, then you, you won't get opportunities. People won't be able to see what you really can offer. Um, and sometimes you don't get to really be part of the you know, decision-making and things like that. So it's it's really important. Use the writing center. Mm-hmm. Um, use the feedback that you get and just take it all uh, humbly and yeah. and learn from it. It's really, really powerful. Amen. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's a good place to end it. Mm-hmm. All right. That's us signing off. Signing off. Thanks for joining us again. We'll talk to you next time.